He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Well, they didn't fire me. So I guess you could say I'm back. Jordan tweets, hey, underscore Adam Crowley, love the show. Like, love the show. Is that weird? Shout out would be nice, even if you don't do them. Ed tweets, I had to tell work that they would cut into my Adam Crowley time if they kept me any longer. And by God, it worked. Have a great show. I'm popular. You love me. My snowflakes. You found the Crowley show where your mom listens and... Clearly, you are too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. And, of course, you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. No baseball today for the Buckos. It was raining in Detroit. Shocker. I think Detroit's one of those cities where it's always raining. Always. That's why they built Ford Field. It's a dome. Not because of the cold. It's because it's always bleeping raining. Appropriate, though, that Pirates opening day would be rained out. You see, when I was a little tyke, Redmond, I used to put on my training potty, put it on top of my head as a batting helmet. Baseball was pure. Baseball was fun. I went to each of the first three games at PNC Park. It was the greenest grass I'd ever seen until college. I'll never forget it. I remember being mesmerized by the range of Jack Wilson going into the hole. I would later be mesmerized by other... Never mind. I remember crying tears of joy when Rob McCoyak had the doubleheader of his life after the birth of his son. I remember Craig Wilson hitting pinch hit bombs, Jason Bay winning Rookie of the Year, and the hope of 2003 when Reggie Sanders and Kenny Lofton hopped aboard the rally train. I still got a Brian Giles jersey tucked away somewhere in my closet like a repressed memory. Hell, I do wish I could forget some of the times after my early years of Pirates fandom because I became cynical shortly after I hit puberty. That was last year. After every Pirates season, I say to myself, okay, next year's the year. 2013 brought some legitimate hope that we may see some playoff success out of the Bucks, But since 2013, the Pirates have won exactly zero playoff games. We've seen underperforming stars. We've seen drug suspensions. We've seen injuries. We've seen kidnappings. We've seen cancer. All stand between the Pirates and success. Oh, yeah. And that stinking owner of theirs. It's always next year in Jerusalem. I've been waiting on the Pirates my whole life. So I guess it's fitting that today's game has been rained out. What's waiting one more day? One two nine two 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 eight seven four. Quick giving the number out. Yeah, we talked about this, man. You do it too much. I'm gonna give out Tom's cell phone number. How about that? I got all numbers. I'm just gonna start giving out Tom's cell phone number instead of the phone number for the station. You like that, Tom? Come on! Yeah, dirty bastard. Is the Easter bunny the weirdest thing we got going on in society? I'm pretty sure it's the weirdest thing we got going on. My wife and I were driving past a pet store the other day, and no bleep, they had a human being dressed up as a bunny that you could bring your dogs to to take pictures with. 
That guy's not going to live more than a couple of weeks. My dog would bite the bleep out of a man dressed as a bunny. My dog would have no idea what the hell that guy was doing. Hell, my dog would know it was a guy. My dog would think it was an alien. And in fact, any child who doesn't cry and scream and moan when they have to sit on the lap of the Easter Bunny is an odd child. In fact, if your child does not cry, you should have that child looked at. The Easter Bunny is so bizarre. Don't know where that came from. Jesus dies. He's resurrected three days later. And somehow that means we have to eat fish for a month, give up all the fun stuff, and a bunny drops eggs all around the house. If you've got kids in the car, turn the radio off. I'll give you five seconds. Nope, nope, nope. Turn it down so you can still be listening. Don't, That's don't true. Turn Just, turn it, Just turn it down. Don't turn it off. We Good point need, by you. Yeah, we still need credit. Yeah, I, I would not mind the ratings points. The Easter Bunny's not real! What? Santa, believable. It's a human being delivering things. Easter Bunny, eh, not so much. Tooth Fairy, at least there's a concept there I can wrap my head around. Maybe she's hot. She crawls into your room, lifts up the blanket. That's something I can wrap my head around. Easter Bunny, though? This little bastard's going to scamper on into my house and start leaving eggs everywhere? You got that from Jesus? I don't get it. I would have given the number there. Yeah, you. I was waiting <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's a crutch to get from topic to topic. I got to find a new crutch. Today is opening day of Major League Baseball. We'll spend a lot of time talking about the Buckeyes. But also, as it is opening day... We will make time for all the scores because it is, as I said, opening day. Take a look at your big baseball scoreboard. Cubbies hooking the Marlins 8-4, to four, bottom of the ninth frame. Anderson 2-3 for three with two ribbies in the contest. Mets down to the cards 8-4 to four in the bottom of the ninth. Martinez 3-3 three for three with a dinger and two RBIs. Twins and O's deadlocked in the third. Manny Machado batting 1,000 with a double, proving once again he's the greatest player in the history of baseball. Nope. Springer went yard to keep the Astros flying high over the Rangers. one nothing top of the second. That's your big baseball scoreboard. I've read a lot of columns today about the Pittsburgh Pirates because everyone had to write their prediction column, right? Everyone's got to have their take. Are they going to win more than 75 games or are they going to lose more than 75 games? It's hot talk, baby. It turns me on. That's real radio right there. Over under 79. They going to do it? They not going to be able to do it? What's going to happen? And everyone's giving the opinion that if they do, here's why. If they don't, here's why. Don't couch that shiz. Don't do it. Make your prediction and stick with it. Here's why I think the Pirates are winning 72 games this year. They need everything to go perfectly for them not to win 72 games this year. You need Josh Bell to perform to the standard in which he set last year. You need Tyler Glass now to pitch better than he's ever pitched in his life. You need Jamison Tyone to pitch better than he's ever pitched in the major leagues before. You need the other young pitchers to step in. Trevor Williams, Chad Cool, guys like that, to take a step forward from where they were last year. Not to say they were bad, but you need them to take a step forward. 
You need Starling Marte to become a guy who can steal 40 bases or hit 20 home runs or be a 2020 guy or become one of the better center fielders in Major League Baseball. Or you need Gregory Polanco to play a full season and realize his potential. You need Josh Harrison to emulate what he did last year. You need Francisco Cervelli to stay healthy. You need Felipe Rivera, who's only had success in one Major League year, to have success again. There are so many ifs when it comes to these Pittsburgh Pirates. I think they've got a solid lineup. I think they have potential to have a decent rotation. I like the back end of their bullpen. But that's if all things are equal, and all things are very rarely equal. There has been a lot of optimism about these Pittsburgh Pirates from the media, mostly from the other side of the street. The fan base, eh, they ain't feeling it. Second game of the Pirates season at home at PNC Park, tickets are going for $1.25 apiece. That is awful. People don't care. The home opener, not a sellout. People don't care. People are not excited about this baseball team. They're just not. Wow, Shinsu Chu still playing baseball? Texas Rangers? Put that one in your next update, Brian. I mean, that's unbelievable right there. Wow, I got neither of those things there. No idea what the drop said. No idea what Brian said. Just give out the number then. I said that's affirmative, Adam. 412-922-2874. It's odd to me that so many in the media are getting caught up with what the Pirates are doing. It's odd to me that so many in the media seem to think that the Pirates are going to have a good season. In fact, I saw a column in the Trib today saying the Pirates are going to win in the mid-80s this year. It ain't going to happen. Everything would need to be perfect. Clint Hurdle is oozing optimism. And okay, I understand why the manager has to do that. But why has the media fallen in love with this team? Now, Madden hasn't. He gets it. Benz hasn't. He gets it. But people are shilling across the street. Columnists are shilling. And I think I've figured it out. These are all the dudes who go down to spring training. These are all the guys who fall in love with the narrative that this guy's in the best shape of his career. This guy's having a great spring training. And if someone has a bad spring training, well, it doesn't matter because it is spring training. They've nailed this all down to a science. And really, I think it's disingenuous to the fans. Guys, I think that this is a Pirates team that has potential, but only if every single one of the players reaches their potential. And it's just not going to happen. It's too many stars having to align. In fact, you need stars to align when you don't have stars. Andrew McCutcheon, gone. Garrett Cole, gone. When Cole's healthy, you know what to expect. You don't know what to expect from anybody else in the Pirates rotation. Other than two years ago, Andrew McCutcheon gives you a great season every year. I don't know what to expect from Corey Dickerson. I don't know what to expect from Starling Marte. I don't know what to expect from Gregory Polanco. You can say all these players have potential, but potential doesn't mean squat. You can have hope. That's what fans are supposed to have. This is the time of the year where you hope spring is eternal, right? But it doesn't ever work out that way. The Pirates had an opportunity to be good. 
The Pirates had an opportunity to be a baseball team that could contend this year, and instead they shipped out good players. They added some. If you have Corey Dickerson and Andrew McCutcheon, I'm feeling okay. If you've got your rotation and Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon, I'm feeling okay. But at best, they moved laterally. And at worst, you lost two of your faces of the franchise. So for everyone out there calling for optimism, you'd have to be the eternal optimist to really think that this team can do anything special. The only dude who thinks that is Clint Hurdle. Ed tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, Ah, rained out. I wondered why the Pirates didn't play today. That's kind of the thing, right? Did everyone even know that the Pirates game got rained out today? Did they even care? For me, it's just the same thing it's always been throughout my childhood, throughout my life. It's always next year for the Pirates. It's always tomorrow. Well, I guess they'll play baseball tomorrow. Today's just like the rest of my life has been as a Pirates fan. You're just waiting. You're just hoping. Sometimes you're praying. That's why now I'm an Indians fan, baby. That's why now I'm saying, go tribe. Windians, it's a Pirates mutiny. Arrgh! That's a team that doesn't have great attendance and yet still has supplanted, or pardon me, supplemented their team over the last couple of years. Bob Nutting and his brass, they try to paint the fans into a corner, saying, if you want us to spend money, yin's gaw show up. That's not the way it works. Win, then we'll be there. If not, we'll be paying $1.25 for seats coming up next week. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm scared of the Easter Bunny, honestly. I think that's what it is. It's a frightening concept. It's a giant sweaty dude in a mall with buck teeth. And am I am I wrong that an Easter chicken would make more sense because of the eggs? Like, how does the bunny egg thing come in? It's a weird cross species thing that I really don't think we should be getting into. Did a chicken bang a bunny? Is that what's going on there? All right, all right, all right. What? Move this on. is serious. No, nope, nope, we're not talking about this. How Jesus is talking about this? These are real questions. We're not going down the chicken banging a bunny road. Well, how does it get the <laughs> eggs? These are questions that you just don't want to know the answers to. I Brian. need to nope, know whether nope, a chicken banged nope. a bunny. At least Saint Nick was a damn saint. Yeah. At least there's a tie to religion. What the hell's a bunny have to do with Jesus? Ed in Phoenix, first up today on the Crowley Show. Hello, Ed. Hey, Adam, it's Ed. Yeah, I know that. So I've been meaning to uh, let you know, baseball-wise, for your listeners who might not be aware that the 15 years I spent in Minnesota, around the Minnesota Twins, were during the heyday of the 80s and 90s. But even after that, you know, the Minnesota Twins, like a small market team like you guys, have managed to always field that competitive team that makes yes. the playoffs most years. So, I, you know, I wanted to let your fans know, you know, from another perspective that we do see how, you know, nutting doesn't spend the money and, you know, isn't serious. And you said you were, you said you were around the Twins for a while? Yeah, for 15 years I lived in Minnesota, so I'm aware of this. Well, puck it! Sounds a lot better to be a Twins fan. It's a baseball pun. 
Up next, Will Graves from the Associated Press. Do the Pirates really have hope? Do they? And Heather Like, kudos to you, lady. You did a damn good job. It's the Crowley Show. That's baseball, baby! Braden tweets, rabbits do lay eggs. Little chocolate ones. At least I think they do. I'm like 69% sure. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this whole Easter Bunny thing. I don't know how the Easter Bunny originated. I'm afraid to Google it. I think it's going to wind up taking me to some porn site. Maybe Graves knows. William from the Associated Press joining us now here on the Crowley Show. Will Graves, why is there an Easter Bunny? Because talking about the death of the Savior is a little icky if you're small. (laughs) That's why. You don't think that a bunny that lays eggs is a little icky? Not if there's a basket of candy when I wake up on Easter Sunday. Mm. Mm. You know, the Savior died so that we could talk about it at all ages. That's true. No, trust me, but uh, as my wife, who teaches Sunday school to four- and five-year-olds, was sort of, you know, amazed at how they sort of creatively downplay the fact that a guy was nailed to a cross and then impaled uh, repeatedly and died a very painful and agonizing death. They kind of skipped. Uh, he kind of went to Jerusalem, and it didn't go so well. And then three days later, the tomb was empty. He's back. And look at the chocolate. Hey, talk, over here, chocolate. Yes, look at the chocolate. Look over here. It's delicious. <laughs> Don't worry about that guy getting maimed. Yeah, you know what? I can actually see where you're coming from. When I was younger, Will, I actually didn't understand how Jesus died so quickly. Not him being on the cross, but he was born on Christmas. And I didn't understand why he died so quickly on Easter. It didn't make any sense to me. That's true. Maybe it's like one of those sitcoms where, like, you know, they have a kid, and then to kind of speed things, the plot along, the next season the kid comes back and it's 23. Yes. Right? It was exactly that, except I wasn't smart enough to grasp it, and it was just a total mess. Will Graves, Associated Press, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Will, I did not know you were going to be going on with Rossi today. What did you guys talk about? Maybe it'll be more interesting than what I want to talk about with you. Uh, we talked about, we did a little, uh, we did a little Crowley-esque journalism nerdy stuff about Ooh. sort of how things are reported when there's no real information and sort of putting your credibility on the line. Uh, and then we talked about a little bit about the Pirates. But Were you by any chance talking about the pit coaching search? Uh, we were. And how the station across the street kept reporting things and none of them happened? Uh, well, not just them. I mean, look, I, I think it, it, I'm lucky. Okay, I'm going to stress this from the get-go before I start throwing shade everywhere. Yeah, you're friends with my, me. My bosses only care about actual news. Actual news being, did they hire somebody? Like, legitimately. Like, that's that's what we care about, sort of the day-to-day minutia. We don't source stuff that doesn't, I mean, our we have to, stuff has to be, if I can be like a pious AP, you know, world's largest news organization d- douche for a minute. Like, we, our standards for sourcing stuff has to be higher than t- t- guy you've never heard of signs 10-day contract because his agent called Woj and Woj did him a favor. Okay? So we have to, hold on one second, my eight-year-old. Colin, you want to say hi to Crowley? I mean, it was in the middle of a rant, but you want to say hi? Hello. I can't find my basketball jersey. We got a basketball game tonight at 6.30. Well, you better go find his jersey, Graves. I'll find it. I'll find it in 15 minutes. Anyway, uh, 
our source, like, stuff has to be important for us to source it. Okay? I mean, let me give you an example of, like, uh, four, four years ago, whenever it was, when uh, the Pirates signed, my God, I can't even remember his name. The guy that started the wild card game against the Cubs and lost. Um, when they signed him at the beginning of the year. Edinson Volquez? Yeah, Volquez. I'm sorry. Volquez leads the league in ERA, uh, highest ERA allowed in the NL. We get a, you know, somebody at the Pirates says, uh, you know, confirms it, uh, says, please use me as a source, but it's not on the record yet. And I called New York, and New York was like, why are we sourcing Edinson Volquez? I said, good point, and I just, you know, I waited. Because, I mean, no offense, it's, it's Edinson Volquez, okay? Uh, so, I'm, but other places, you got more time to fill. You got, you got, you need clicks you need to get. You need people you need to get. And then in lieu of actual news, it creates a vacuum that can lead to basically one person spinning something. I firmly believe the Shire stuff was, a smokescreen by the pit people that were leaking things. That I mean, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't have been a candidate if Capel had said no, but I guarantee you, and Capel even sort of joked about it yesterday, you know, if you look at those two guys next to each other, who is the guy that is your first choice to be a coach at Division One University? A guy that's 43 and has already been in the tournament twice with two schools or a guy that's a zygote, you know, so – that's just me. Um, I don't. I'm not. Sh- I'm not throwing shade on the reporting. People have their sources. I get it, but it's just sort of like it creates a frenzy, and it's sort of this slippery slope we get when we go when we have anonymous sourcing that just sort of go- goes off the rails. And you can say anything, and you can phrase it. You can use you know dog whistle words like "I'm hearing" or "It appears." It's not actual journalism. It's not. I mean, it, it, it gets it gets people calling the phones. It gets hits on your website. I'm not calling it journalism. So is that enough shade for you? We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Colin Graves, son of Will Graves, has lost his basketball jersey. $10 for anybody who can find Colin Graves' basketball jersey. I will gladly pay out of pocket. What number is he? We need to help people. We need to help you. He's number one. Are you number one, Colin? That your jersey says number one? Yeah, he's number one. Good thing you knew that. I mean, bad data, bad data alert if you didn't know it. Well, now, you know the bad data alert is that we got two games left in his first season. He's in a third, fourth grade league. Uh, we have we are averaging zero point zero points and like maybe point zero five shots per game. And anybody that's ever played ball with me knows that there might be paternity tests in orders because, as you might imagine, I'm a heat. I'm a walking, talking heat check. So you really are something we got to something we got to work on next year. Well, you threw a lot of shade uh, in that answer before not we. Shade, I'm just oh. stating facts. I'm just stating facts. Uh, I have sources. I have sources telling me that think you were throwing shade. Okay. Well, I mean, I might maybe I was throwing shade, yeah. but it's just it, it's maddening. It's maddening because cre- your credit. You know what? Because you know what happens mm. when you go go into a victory lap on Twitter. That all right, now that is some actual shade I just threw right there. If you go to a victory lap on Twitter before something actually happens and you get it wrong, guess what? Me and Rossi talked about this. You, people remember you getting it wrong way more than you ever remember getting it right. And, and Ross and I spoke specifically about – I got I, he and I both got the same thing wrong four years ago when the Penguins did not fire Dan Bosman. Hmm. Okay? And I was on the phone with lawyers in New York because we had a story on the wire for about an hour and a half that said Dan Bosman had been, been fired. 
trying to make sure that we weren't going to get sued. That will get you religion real quick, okay? When your mortgage depends on your credibility. You start praying to the Easter Bunny? <laughs> Pretty much. So, so yeah, I mean, I get a little frustrated sometimes because everybody knows somebody and everybody's heard something. I covered coaching searches at Kentucky and twice, two head basketball coaching searches twice at Kentucky. Okay, what happened here with Pitt was, J- no offense, it's compared to the mania that that was, it's JV, okay? And, but yet people, in, in lieu of news, when you got 18 days between a firing and a hiring, a lot of stuff gets out there. And let's be honest, look, before we're, let's move past that, you got to give a, you know who won yesterday? We talk about Capel winning, and he's, anything would have been an upgrade, okay, in terms of charisma uh, of a hire over his predecessor. Heather Lyka won yesterday. She did. She absolutely won. And I, I, I think that maybe hasn't been played enough. This was her first major hire. This was sort of the litmus test. Now, look, if, if Capel goes 10 and 18 and then 9 and 19 and gets fired in three years, but today she won because she got a guy that I think Pitt didn't even think would be interested in the job. So good for her. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Breaker, breaker, one, knock, keep your eyes peeled, because we got city kitties rolling discos thanks to a clucker chucker chucking up some grocery getters in Washington near the Snowflake School. Pull back your hammer and pull it out of the turkey hole. Or else you're going to pay that troll toll. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Baby Bear, Bear in the Air, or Bear in the Bushes, you give us a holler and we'll save you the freight. Remember, you keep your shiny side up and your skin's on the ground over and out. Well, I think the same thing's happening with the Penguins, just on the flip side. Uh, so many people are excited about this pit hire, and I get it. But the expectation levels being raised, I think, rapidly. As for the Penguins, man, they've hit a little bit of a skid here, and all of a sudden, my God, they're going to miss the playoffs. Richie Walsh is saying they're done. He's never, his, <laughs> well, dude, his hair hasn't they're, moved they're, in 20 years, and yet he's got people ripping their hair out. I mean, look, as uh, I've said repeatedly and will continue to say, they deserve every last shred of the benefit of the doubt. 100%. Okay, but are there causes for concern? Of course there are. I mean, you know, I, I thought, you know, as I pointed out, their game on Sunday, it looked the first two goals the Flyers scored, it looked like Gino and Phil could not be bothered to back check. I mean, they're literally one stride away from getting at least a stick on the Flyers guy that was cruising through the slide. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. Now, do I think that that will change when the playoffs come? Probably, but I think they would be – would to use a, a word I hate, but it would behoove them to sort of play, as Mike likes to say, the right way a couple times. And, they, you know, they got, what, Montreal on Friday and everything else is sort of like – and they got, you know, they got Ottawa the last game of the season. The Sens are out. I mean, maybe that's, that's probably where they get second seed in the, in the you know, home, home ice in the first round and, and, and win that and then play Cats in the second round. We know how that goes. And so I've already got him in the Eastern Conference Finals, so good for me. <laughs> They're going to play New Jersey tonight, and I'm going to do the, the radio thing here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full-on radio shock jock guy. And, in fact, let me stand up for this. Just give me half a second here. Pens are winning tonight. They're just going to win. They're going to win this hockey game. It's going to be like 5-2. to two. They're going to say, hey, guys, shut the bleep up. We're the defending Stanley Cup champs. 
two years in a row. We're back, and you can suck on this. How about that? That was good. Yeah, are you trying to sound like you're, you're the other one of the other afternoon radio hosts? I can't breathe. <laughs> that was. I mean, that was good. I like how you're sort of like making yourself in a hockey guy. I mean, I will firmly allow that I am. You know, I am not a, for this city. I'm. I'm still seven years in. I mean, while I still know the difference between good hockey and bad hockey, I'm a neophyte on the. On, on the details. Can you not make up words? Like I mean, we're going to call you every time you make up a word, okay? All right. Neophyte's a real word, man. Oh. It's a real word. Go on. Anyway. Uh, Being a real neophyte right now. That being said, you know, like I said, they, you know, I again, the, the PTSD that I will always carry with me from my teenage and early 20s from the Caps uh, is real. And so anytime Penguins fans get all concerned about their team, I, I just sit there and think, you entitled dilettante. Okay? That, that's well, another actual well, word. I didn't use it I didn't use it the right way, but it's an actual word, and I just like saying it. Dilettante? So, yeah. Uh, it means, I, I'm pretty sure it means somebody that says they have an interest in the subject but doesn't do anything beyond going above the, uh, the, the surface, which would actually describe me in just about everything I do. <laughs> Maybe I'm the dilettante here. The thing about losing your basketball jersey when you're eight years old is that you don't just lose your home jersey. You lose your home jersey and your road jersey because I That's bet true. you that, that bitch is reversible. Yeah, Of course it is. Black and white, man. Oh, Absolutely. man. That's, but, uh, that's I bad. We got, we got time. We got, six, we got an hour and 45 till tip. And, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, in general, real quick on the Pirates because they'll start before next time I talk to you, I'm oh. assuming. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think that there's really not a lot to be had. If you're a 75 to 85 win team, which is best case, I would say is 85. I mean, there's nothing good that comes from being average unless you're me. Okay. So they should just sort of be who they are. I mean, what's going to happen? Watch. They'll be on the fringe of the wild card stuff. They'll be like, see, we told you. And then July 31st will come. They'll trade Harrison. They'll trade Freeze. They'll trade some other. I can't even think of whoever's a, some other moderate salary for more talent. And they're like, well, we're really pointing to 2019. So that being said, my kid wore their stuff today, which he, I, I thought he'd already moved on from the Pirates. He wore a Cutch jersey and Pirate shorts to school today. So that's the beauty of opening day, right? That there's, today you've got hope. Yeah, I think but hope is dangerous. Yeah, but if, I don't know, Why? Gonna let that poor kid down, and he's gonna be wearing a curly W the rest of the year. Actually, well, I mean, he'll be he's, fine. He's got a backup plan. He, I mean, he's got the Judge jersey. He's he, he's got the Harper jersey. He's got a Trout shirt. I mean, the kids trust. Me, he's got his bases covered. But he would like the Pirates to do well, which you know this is the you know this also though could be his cap thing where his PTSD comes from. Well, I really loved baseball when I was a kid, but the Pirates sort of blew it after I started paying attention. So. I'm not saying they will, but it's, look, it's possible. They have to own their choices too. They have to own their choices. It drives me nuts. I will, you, and you saw me going on about this the other day. Was blooming the PG. Good story about how the Pirates front office, and I commend them on this. Trying to reach out to uh, season ticket holders personally, where Frank Coonley, and Neil Huntington, and other folks are sitting out with them and saying, "Hey, you know, this is what we're trying to explain to them what's going on." And then, but then there was an aside in Liz's story that. Coonley said Nutting was the last one that had to be convinced on the McCutcheon trade. Guess what? If you're the owner, you get to say, you know what, guys? I signed the checks. We're good here. So just own your choices. Don't, why are they falling on their sword for their boss 
the trade is over. I think Nutty should say, look, this was my call. Instead of saying, well, and his ops guy's like, well, we told him to do it. No, you know what? If you're the owner, you can do whatever you want. You have that right. Just like if, if you're a fan, you have the right as a customer to patronize, not patronize that business. Just own it. Just, God, that's the thing that's so frustrating. And my wife, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to my kids. Own your choices, man. Just own it. At least I would respect that. So, man, you got me all kinds of cranky today. I do. Two, thing, two things, and you got to be quick. Uh, the word you use sure. is what? Necrophiliac? <laughs> is that the one? Is that what you Whoa. said? No? Not, oh. No. Oh, okay. Not that, not that word yet. Not, not yet. that word. And number two, I, I know that the conversation with Rossi was probably more enlightening for folks, but you had more fun with me, right? I always have more fun with you. Love you, pal. Be good. See you, man. Bye. I told him I loved him. What happened there? <laughs> I just really took that relationship to the next level. Getting weird in here. Good luck, Colin. Your dad's a peach. Lost your jersey. Up next, you got to hear what Clint Hurdle has to say about these pirates. And the fan base ain't buying it. It's the Crowley Show. The station across the street right now is talking about moving all of the early games of the season out west or down south because they can't stand the rain delays. It's a gosh darn rain delay. Deal with it. The season starts a day later. Is this something we really need to discuss? They'll make up the games. They play all summer long. Who cares? Deal with it. They probably just didn't want to do a show today. Adam, it's going to ruin the momentum that the Pirates have. That's true. Coming out of last season, the Pirates actually did win seven of the last ten. And now it's ruined. Yep, it's over. It's over. They're done. In fact... I wouldn't play any of them. Give the NL Central teams 18 wins right off the bat. I think that's the way to go. Because the Pirates don't have a chance now that their first game was rained out. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. If you miss the Pirates today and you would like to cry about it, don't call us at 412-922-2874. Will Graves just tweeted me a picture of his son wearing a basketball jersey. All right, Graves! All right, right, Colin, yeah! That kid's dunking. He's putting up a triple-double. They average zero points a game. (laughs) What the heck? Triple-double. Okay, if your team is that bad, if you go 3-2-2, I'll give you the triple, right? I think that's fair. Those games probably end 11-10. That'd be a tight one. It's like a Radford game. (laughs) All throughout the day... I am contractually obligated to give you the baseball scores. And you know what? It's not just about obligation. It's about America. I've gotten criticized a bunch on this show for being anti-America because I'm pro-Colin Kaepernick. So in order to combat that, suddenly as I am, we're going to give you all the baseball you want. We're also going to let Brian's computer bleed through onto the air.
Checking in our big baseball scoreboard, our first final of the day. Mets plucked. I'm, oh, man. Oh, no. Were you getting Breaker Breaker wow. 1-9? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Want to start no. over? Want to try oh, it again? No. You know what? Actually, I guys, I need I, I need the extra cash. Do you mind if I just do it? I don't know. Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me get restarted. Let me give me one second to boot it up. I'm going to need to find the scoreboard, I'm too. So All right. Oh, boy. Brian, Brian you ready? Brian yeah. is bad as I was yesterday. What happened there? I can see what would happen, though. Brian's a fastball hitter, right? So he's going at it like he's doing the Smokey reports. He's oh. he's all geared up, man. He's starting the bat early, and he had to slow it down just a bit, and he swings right over it. Now you're going to have to let me pull the scores up here, Tom. Why'd you point for me to get it started then? Huh? What was that about? Did, should I just work the voice out on the air here? No, it's I like, kind of want to do it. You sure? Yeah. I got her. You want to go you want to you want to alternate? Sure, buddy. Oh, do you guys think we can handle this? I think we can. Oh, okay. This will oh, be fun. Wait a minute. What? Do you, what oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, All right. Let's do it. Who's going first? Hot start. All right. Do it again. The Twins and the Orioles tied at zeros. There are two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. It is a barn burner. Astros blank and the Rangers. Four hits for the Astros right now. Lead that three nothing. Middle of the fourth. The Yankees, they got Judge. Where's the executioner? They're up. Sox stinking the Rays up three nothing. It's the middle of the third there as well. The Angels on top of the A's two zip. Garrett Richards just pitched to Boog Powell. Philly scalping the Braves one nothing. Top of the third. The Brewers, the Padres, one nothing. Brew Crew. Hedges up to bat in the third. Royals are washing the Sox 4 nothing in the middle of the second. And the Cubs beaching the Marlins 8-4. to That's the final. One more. Mets shoot down the cards. Mets shoot down the cards. 9-4. 12 hits for the Mets. Wow. Mm. I didn't know if they'd have 12 hits their first series. <laughs> <laughs> My Indians play tonight at 10. They'll be on ESPN. Rockies, Diamondbacks, 10-10. Buccos, Tigres. The only game that's been postponed. That sucks. I think that might be some fake news. It's false. It's not an L. You know what? I'll take it. They're going to go in tomorrow. No worse than a half game out of first place. Ooh, Nationals, Reds also postponed. So looks like your credibility is off to a great start again today. Oh, jeez. Shot. Braden tweets, the bump music's been great lately. Good job, Tom. Those automatically generate. So, Thanks, Braden. <laughs> Not really anything that Tom does. <laughs> How about Clint Hurdle? This guy is optimistic. He said we have a better team, much better team than when I walked in the door. He's not wrong there. He said, that being said, it depends on what circle you're running. I don't run in a circle where it's all negative. I have people that actually don't call into talk shows that are baseball fans. I have people that don't write in and complain about what they don't like. They share what they do like. There's a lot of baseball fans in Pittsburgh that are excited about this season. You might not be in concert with them. The other people might not be. It depends on what pack you run in. If you hunt good, you'll find good. If you hunt bad, you'll find bad. You'll find a group of people who will do both. Here's the deal, Clint. I understand what you're trying to do. You need to be optimistic. You need to instill confidence in your ball club. But it ain't about circles you're running. It's about fact. They won 75 games last year. They were in the 70s the year before. 
That's not about running in a circle. That's about utilizing mathematics. And mathematics say you're under 500 the last two years. Not on him. Not his fault. He's third on the list. And hell, I'd put the players above him. He's fourth. But let's be real here, Clint. It ain't about picking sides. It ain't about agenda. It's about reality. And it hurts me, a former Pirate fan, to think of the Pirates as a loser again. There was a three-year period where they were one of the best teams in baseball. Unfortunately, they had the Cardinals and the Cubs in their division, two of the other better teams in baseball, and nothing ever came from it. But now we're back to the place where we were before 2013, and it's not a matter of opinion, it's a matter of fact. Maybe they'll surprise people this year, but they just don't have the talent to be a 94-95 win team. They don't have the talent to be a 90 win team. That's fact. It's not opinion. It's not agenda driven. It's not me trying to tear the Pirates down because I don't like the owner. No, the owner has made it impossible for this baseball team to be good this year. Period. Fact. End of story. Optimism don't matter. To quote my idol, or one of them, Stanley Saverin. Many people look at the glass as half full or half empty. Mine is always bone dry. That isn't even the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it through an objective lens. And I know talent when I see talent. And this team's got some, but where's the superstar? This team's got some, but where's the front of the rotation ace? This team's got some, but who's going to pitch the 6th through 8th innings? We don't know. He knows. Doesn't mean they'll be good. Good for Clint Hurdle to try to rile up the troops. Good for Clint Hurdle to try to get that message out to the masses. Unfortunately for Clint, it's not about opinion. It's about fact. And the fan base ain't buying it. I can't remember the last time, other than today, that I've been watching TV this near pirate season and seen commercials for opening day saying you can buy tickets. They haven't sold out. And if you look at the second game of the season and you go to some back channels, you're seeing tickets being sold for a buck fifty. I know what you're trying to do, Clint. But it ain't about agendas. It ain't about narratives. It's about fact. And finally, the public is seeing through all the BS. Up next... Le'Veon Bell won $17 million a season? And beating New Jersey tonight is a big deal for the Pens. It's the Crowley Show.